the Jewish Divorce Project. Because marriage doesn't always work out and chicken soup doesn't always help. Okay. Went for a run inside or outside? Outside. That's why. Um, and then I didn't give myself time to cool down. I jumped into the shower and then. I've been there. Here I am. Did you know? Did I? Did you know that it's our 50th episode? Today. Today. Congratulations to Mazel us. Tov. Wow. That's a lot. Mazel, that is. Did you ever think we were going to do 50 episodes? That's oh, pretty amazing. We've, 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 gosh, we just keep talking and talking and talking. <laughs> With no end in sight, no purpose really. In. Nothing Ooh. we're trying to accomplish. So for our 50th, what should, what should we I'm pick glad I remember to. I'm glad I remembered to hit record. No, no flowers. No flowers, Noam. Just sweaty faces. <laughs> Nothing, not a box of chocolates. <laughs> I should have done that. That actually would have been a nice gesture. Damn it. Nothing. Nothing. No ex-girlfriends are going to be poking at me. See? Exactly. You don't think of people. Whew. Although, you know, we're pretty egalitarian. So uh, the onus falls just on me, just as much on me. Yeah. <laughs> and you seem surprised. that, that but I, I didn't even remember. You didn't even know. Exactly. So there. It's not like it's our anniversary or anything like that. Exactly. Oh, so how have you been? I've been good. I've been good. It's um, uh, I'm glad that the you know the school year's coming to an end. It feels good having accomplished that, and I love the kids and watching them, uh, you know, demonstrate what they can do has been really just a beautiful thing to see. And I see then my students. I'm gonna see it in my own kids with their own you know culminations coming up, and uh, it's uh, it's 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 lovely, and it also makes me sad in some ways, and having to negotiate things, you know, about like who shows up um, at these celebrations and what's going to happen there and what that's going to be like and not really wanting it to be that complicated. <laughs> oh, I mean, isn't there a standard at this point? Is every event another discussion about who's coming and who's not coming? This is the first time we're really talking about these events. So this is, will set the precedence. Yeah, yeah. Is she married? Is she engaged? She's engaged. They'll probably okay. be married by the end of the year. The boys have already moved into the new house um, okay. or his house, which is now their house, right? They'll call it that. Wow. So they're all living there together. So what's the conversation, if I may ask? It's about who shows up to, you know, the eldest, the eldest, my, our eldest son has uh, his culmination of learning. Um, going from fifth grade to sixth grade. Um, and so her mother's going to be there. Um, and, you know, I was reluctant about that at first because the experience with her parents just hasn't been great um, when I've had to interact with them. And they've been pretty much distant from me this entire time through the divorce. So, you know, it's kind of like, does she really need to be there? That sort of thing. And, and Tamar explained that, uh, you know, she really meant a lot to her to be there, that, that, she felt like she missed out on opportunities um, in the past. Uh, and so um, she really wanted to have her mother there. Um, yeah. 
so she's coming so fine that's my parents are coming too right so like they're everyone's flying gonna be, in for this yeah they are wow they're flying is in it, right so it's like kindergarten no this is fifth grade to sixth grade okay so it's middle. also yeah and it's also like important for my parents to be here too because they didn't really get to see us over passover they got COVID right beforehand so like we saw my parents very briefly outside six feet away right for like three hours maybe when we flew to jersey for passover uh, and it was a great trip but like we missing my parents and like that was part of the reason that we went right yeah. like everyone's in jersey now so we can see them easily and uh you know so my parents are now coming in for that because they want to make up for not having you know been able to really spend time with the boys then uh so like it's it i mean it's really not a mountain i want to die on in any way but like in the moment it like gave me pause to really you know, think about, it. and I didn't appreciate the fact that it was just like so complicated that, that that's all. And, you know, and I don't want it to be complicated, right? Like I'm striving for it not to be complicated in the future, right? So this will set a peaceful precedent, you know, and that hopefully we'll move forward in that way. And that'll be great, uh, yeah. you know, but, it, and then there's like sadness that comes with that too. Cause it's like, fuck, we're doing this all because we're divorced, right? Yeah. I thought you were talking about the new guy what do you mean whether, whether he should no, he'll be there but he'll, yeah. he'll, be, he'll be there but that's a given i think at this point yeah yeah oh. that that is i don't know if we've talked about it much on here but you know there's so much conversation and talk around how to communicate with your ex or their new partner and then there's the whole conversation around family that was family not that long ago depending on when you got divorced and then what happens now usually they tend to side with their blood and really get behind them and validate their feelings and their anger it feels like that's the way to show support and then it leaves you know the ex and the family at this strange place and yet there's all these moments that you do need to interact in the future. You have events and you have occasions to see each other. Ripple effects, right? Simple, just ripple effects and divorce and those require navigating too. And everyone, you know, like tomorrow's parents are good people. Um, you know, this is just an awkward situation. It's an awkward situation that I don't think anyone wants to be awkward. Yeah, it's not I, about I, us either. I mean, let's just be frank about it, right? I, I, I'm talking about it being awkward for me. And that's, you know, the selfish part about it. But like, it's, it's the kid's graduation from middle school, right? Or is it middle school? I don't know what he's going to middle school. To middle school. To middle school, right? He's going to middle school. Uh, it's about him, right? And he needs us there. And that's what we're going to do. We're going to be there. If I have to grin and bear it for him to be there, I'm going to do that. Because that's what's really important to do. Yeah. I, and I think, well, that's a really, you know, mature approach. So congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> uh, and I think what, what's, what's interesting to talk about is this belief. A lot of people feel like I have to figure out what, you know, how to identify which people I'm talking about. So that the couple that's divorcing, they need to find a way to communicate with each other because you have the kids and you have to figure out some type of way to be amicable family, I think there's this belief that if I'm nice to my relative's ex, it might look the optics are that they haven't done anything wrong or that I'm siding with them. And that sure. might 
sure. isolate my family member. Sure, sure. So I don't need to be nice to this person because I'm not co-parenting with them. And the risk of me being nice is that my relative is going to feel slighted or that I'm choosing the other side. I think that happens so often that people don't know it's okay. <laughs> uh, that it's okay to be kind to your daughter or child's ex. It doesn't mean that you don't love and support your family member, friend. This happens with friends also. So I'm, I'm a shout out to anyone who's listening who has a family member who's getting divorced. <laughs> I think it's something to think about that what, what might it look like to let go of that belief that I need to be mad. We need to have distance from, from this person because of how somebody else might react. But I think it's also fair to give yourself personal boundaries from that to like separate things out, right? I think there is something to be said that like you're divorced and so now your families are also separated regardless of the fact that you still need to share space with one another, right? There's still no need to interact with one another. Well, that's not true. You, you do have a need to interact. You. I don't think so beyond those circumstantial moments. Uh, yeah, I guess that's open to what people's comfort level are. You can definitely have boundaries. Right. And also not create conflict. Right. Yeah. So, so, so some people. Are you still calling up your, are you calling up your ex-mother-in-law just to talk to her about stuff that's going on in the community? No, but I was their, a terrible daughter-in-law. <laughs> I didn't call her when I was married. I was a bad son-in-law. <laughs> I didn't really reach out to my uh, in-laws either. I didn't. Um, and look where it got us. Yep. Yep. Probably. <laughs> Probably. Lesson learned. Really, the secret to a good marriage is get your in-laws on your side. It is. That's actually a really good point. That's a really good point. You need an inside person, right? It gets complicated because who really listens to their parents? So it's like, yeah, it's a whole complicated mess. Oh, man. Right. You, you probably relate to your in-laws in the same way you relate to your own parents, unless your in-laws are completely different. Yes. And also, it just gets complicated. I think when also when a marriage starts to get bad, and depending on how close you are to your parents, how much you tell them, they just start to see it from all the bad things your partner's done. In a marriage, you can have hurt and then you can come back to love. You can have hurt and you can have repair and you can you can see the bigger, fuller picture. With parents, I think what they tend to see is you hurt my child. And mm. they don't, we don't often call people and say all the positive things that happen. We call people and tell them all the shitty things that somebody has done. Right. And that's what sticks. And, and then when the divorce actually happens, what they have in mind are all of the things that they've heard, all of the terrible things that their child has said about the other person. It's natural for parents to be protective of their kids. It really is. I mean, and when it comes to this sort of thing, even more so, I think. Uh, yeah. But so we'll see, you know, this is the first time our families are going to really interact with one another since the divorce. Do um, they live near you, her parents? No, no, they're over in uh, another part of LA. Yeah. Okay, so they're coming in for this also. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, so it'll be a, a, you know, it'll be a real test for everyone. A one that, I, that I'm hopeful will pass, I think. It'll be a good experience for the boys, which is what it's meant to be. So the, the question is, do you initiate with them? Do you go over and say, 
I'll do, I'll do whatever I have to do to keep the peace. I really will. That's what I want. I want for this to be peaceful. I, I don't want, I, I don't need for everything else that's going on right in my life, which isn't much to be honest with you. I don't need this also um, to be something I stress about even more, right. Or something that I have to bear even more burden for uh, any at all. I, I, I don't want to have to, yeah, I don't want to have to worry about it. I don't want it on my plate. I want to go through it and that to be it and to remember it as a wonderful experience for the boys. How are you doing, by the way? I'm doing good, thank you. Um, also, gearing up for the end of the year, my sister's getting married in Israel. Um, if anybody is listening who has had any type of dealings with LL and can tell me how I can get my money back from LL, please reach out to me. What happened to you? <laughs> LL is notoriously terrible at customer service, which uh -oh. I didn't There know. goes our sponsorship. Uh, yes. Oh, we certainly would not be getting sponsorship. <laughs> Although I feel like I'm heavily invested in LL at this point. So I tell people my money's in LL. Um, just a whole complicated thing with canceled flights and vouchers. But the point is that it's impossible to get in touch with them. I, I am sure people who are listening can relate to this. There, when I started Googling it, there have been complaints filed with consumer uh -oh. agency protocols that they're violating. They don't have the only, I think in the pandemic, they almost went under and some hotshot young. Uh, can I, I just hold on to say, yeah. I, I asked how you're doing and you're talking to me about problems you're having with LL. Yeah, so no, why it's, is he, why it's being so runner. guarded. It's front runner. No, guarded. This is seriously. The, oh, the reason why I talked about it is because I'm, I'm getting ready to go to my sister's wedding in Israel. And then it reminded me of LL. Okay. Anyway, some guy, some young guy bought LL and you can tell because the only way to contact them is through Facebook Messenger or WhatsApp. That That's their customer service. Okay. <laughs> it's just very infuriating. But um, other than that, I'm getting ready to go on this big trip. I'm taking my kids to Italy for 10 days. Whoa. Like the first time we're doing something like that. That sounds awesome. Yeah. And really, so things are- Why Italy? Great question. I needed a place that can cater to my kids and their religion. They yeah, go sure, cool. and I didn't want to be schlepping a luggage full of peanut yeah. and bread. And Italy, the major cities all have kosher food. And Jewish communities. And Jewish communities and history oh, and a lot of other beautiful. stuff also. So trying to expose them to culture and other things and, and communities that are different from what they're used to it gave that both sides. It gave us really good. Um, and it's so beautiful. I love Italy. Italy's beautiful. I've never been there. I need to go um, oh, into other parts of Europe, but uh, just, yeah, I would love to go to Italy. That's going to be a real wonderful trip for 10 days. Wow. Nicely done. Yeah, we'll see. But uh, getting up ready. Are you dating anyone? Was oh, that what you meant when you asked me? Um, well, I think it's I bound to be one of the questions if we're checking in with each other in the 50th episode. And I think, and by the way, I came up with five questions and we could, you know, make more questions if you want that I think we should answer, but we should check oh, in with okay. each other. Is about that dating one life. of the five questions? No, it's not. That's oh, just okay. a basic question that I think we should be checking in with each other about. Every episode? Maybe, but probably not. <laughs> Okay. I'm in a confusing relationship space. It's hard to 
to identify exactly what it is and um, navigating with somebody some challenges, I guess, um, labeled wise, I, I'm not sure we are officially together, but it does seem like we are. Who will also probably be listening to this podcast. Mm. <laughs> um, so it's a, yeah, I'm not, I, I, I'm unclear. I'm unclear of my status. Yeah. How about you? Um, I'm No, I'm not dating anyone, actually. Uh, uh, I'm enjoying being alone right now. And that's just what I've been doing. I, I was dating someone for several months and, and then that I ended that and um, we're still friends, which is great. Uh, Am I allowed to ask why you ended it? Because I wanted to be alone. Really? Yeah. Everything else was good. You just came to a place where you realized that you needed to have some alone time right now. You needed to go yeah. to your room and think about what you've done. <laughs> I'm not punishing myself. <laughs> I, I actually think it's great. No, uh, and I, it feels really good. Um, feels like there are no distractions not that she was a distraction or anything like that but just that like there are other things I can see around um and it's been fun I mean I you know I try to make the most of the time and um I still hang out with friends right it's not like I'm constantly in solitude or anything like that but that's the kind of the point of it is nurturing other relationships as well um, so can you because that doesn't sound like such an easy choice unless it was of Sounds like things were good. You liked her for a few months. How did you make that final decision that being alone right now is better for me? I uh, got to the point for where I felt sad about it. <laughs> where I felt like, you know, I, I was just really upset about staying in the relationship at that point. And that wasn't her fault. And I knew I needed to make that change in my own in order to change my disposition. Did she understand? I think so. Yeah. Um, I mean, we're still friends. We're still in touch. Um, you know, we haven't seen each other or anything like that. And that feels really good too, just to keep that separation. Um, you know, and yeah. Well, good for you. Again, you get two gold stars today, Noam. Oh, really? <laughs> I think that's that's great. I think that is not an easy choice to make because it's it is somewhat of opposing needs. It's that need for connection and relationship, and it feels good. And then knowing that something's wrong or off in you, and that you need something else, but it's still not an easy choice to make. It's tough at points, admittedly. I mean, Friday night. Right, I didn't have any plans, so I was alone. Just me and the Shabbat candles, which actually was, you know, it, it was kind of nice to be able to do that in a meditative sort of way and just kind of relax, not have to worry I, about cleaning the house or anything like that, right? Or making a big meal, right? I think that's an essential part of post-divorce recovery. And I have done that. And it is intentionally, and it's not isolating yourself, right? You can still go out and have friends and be social, but it's knowing that you can sit in the discomfort and mm. not have to call somebody and say, yeah. you know, let's, okay, let's just go out for this night and just kind of soothe this feeling. And that, I think that's 
a really integral part in then being able to choose the person that you're with because it's not coming from a place of I cannot be alone. I need somebody to fill this need. It's I can be alone and I'm choosing to be with you because of all the reasons I'm choosing you. And I, I think that's important. That definitely has felt like part of this as well, that something will be born out of that, that like when I decide to break this environment of soloness, right, uh, it will be for the right person. Yes, and you know that right. you can sit at home right. and be lonely or bored or sad and survive and be okay. And you don't have to right. call somebody and have right. a crutch for that. Right. And I think a lot of people skip that step. That's good past pandemic training, right? That like, <laughs> you know, there is something at the on, on the other side of this that you didn't necessarily know of before, but or, or could rely on before, but you can now. And that changes your perspective. Yeah. The, the danger of it, though, is that eventually being home alone Friday night is really nice. <laughs> So tempting you want to do it all the time yes <laughs> so like, stop calling me i don't ever want to go out again <laughs> it's just so nice after a long week you know you're home oh, yeah. you get some uber eats good to yeah. go i watch modern family a lot now it's a really good show it's a good show yeah. okay like well let's hear your other questions okay so the questions are since it's our 50th episode, what which has been your favorite episode? Um, I suppose also favorite guest in that way. Uh, what are conversations you want to have? Who are people you want to interview? What have you learned about yourself? And what have you learned about your co-host? Nice. Okay. So my, do you know, have you thought all these through? I have not. I came up with these just before uh, we spoke. Okay. Favorite episode. I I'll put them in the chat for you. All 50 of them? No, what? No, the questions. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I would be really impressive. Give me one minute. I will list all 50 oh, of our episodes. <laughs> you could just bring it up on Spotify, you know. There is an account of it. Oh my gosh. It's so hard. I have such a hard memory when it comes to these things. I mean, that episode that we did with the sex therapist was very fun. That's standing out in my mind. That was a lot of fun. That was probably our most open and honest. Yeah, that was fun. She was a great guest. So maybe that hits two birds with one stone, two questions. I don't know. Um, we haven't had that many guests. Oh, what? My brother is yes, my favorite have. guest. We have had plenty of guests. Wait a second. If you're choosing family, you also have to choose your mother. My brother is my favorite guest. And my mom, if she's listening. Well, then I'll go with my parents. Oh, we had your parents on. They were right. great. Right. What was your favorite episode? I'll be honest with you the two episodes that i didn't record <laughs> those were really good episodes and those could potentially have been my favorite ones what were they about I, we didn't have any guests or anything like that they were just really wonderful conversations i think just generally about divorce life and dating much like we're having now similar to this uh you know so which is why i'm glad i hit record at the beginning of this conversation me too Okay. Well, let me look. Um, but my favorite episode, um, now I have to take a look at the list. Give me a second. 
well i will i will get to the next question while you look it up conversation okay, do it. Yes, i want I to do. have i want to talk more about that um struggle if you grew up religious and married religious and have kids and then get divorced and choose a different path post-divorce so the nuances in that place of kind of being in two worlds at the same time of uh, having different beliefs than your kids and how to manage that how to manage that with your kids and with your ex uh, there's a lot there and i think there's a lot of people out there who experience that to some degree maybe they become completely not religious or maybe they become less religious than they were uh, or more religious you know it can go in the other way and and that isn't easy to navigate raising kids when now you're in a different place than them might even have different values than them so i would like to explore more of that sorry i'm also looking at this <laughs> sorry, the same sorry time. I'm not listening. that was deep <laughs> that was deep though let's just assume it was deep likely it was i think um i think one of our best episodes was one of the earlier ones um you know when we were talking just about um generally what divorce is like i think um I think the one we were talking about, the six stages of grief and divorce, I thought that was good. Yeah, I thought it was practical. I thought it was a good conversation. And yet I also thought our recent Passover episode was really good. I don't remember the nuances. Of Trying that. not to play favorites with guests or anything like that. So you ask the question. I'm choosing episodes. Your parents? I, well, I would say yes. My parents, if we're talking specifically about guests, but if we're just talking in general about episodes, I'd say um yeah probably the more recent passover one i thought was really good yeah our, our episode with the get with uh kesha star was very good about aguna that was a good one yeah that was a very good episode okay what I do you talk think about the conversations that i want to have more about about the idea of divorce and how it impacts how you grew up religiously? religion well no how it impacts now parenting when your kids are not the same place religiously as you are like in your case hypothetically hypothetically um allegedly but yes legally. i mean I, i'd love that i i would love to hear more i mean i don't think you want to bring your kids on the convert into the conversation you know um but i'd be interested to see like if there are some parents out there who could speak to that i would i would i would have my my older kids on if, if yeah. they wanted to okay be, that would be up to them right they, i don't know that's asking them to share some deep emotional stuff but a possibility well no i just think from a first-hand perspective like for them right what it's like for them to make this choice every day and yeah i mean what are the difficulties that you're having with it no we're not going to have the conversation I, well i'm curious to know because you're i think you're presenting the doorway so let's at least the doorway is there and we will go into that door well, next episode <laughs> we'll go to a really next episode but let's peek let's preview like what's the what's the underlying thing here for you let's just do that let's tease it what's the underlying for me, thing for me and for others i won't ask any more after that be, at least for me i really try to cater to my kids in a certain way to respect them to create a home that's very loving and respectful sure, and sure. that 
has create moments where my the way I do things and the way do th they do things have come are at odds with each other. And so it creates a lot of there isn't a lot of outside conflict at this point. Um, I it's just a lot of internal struggle of how much do I say this is me, this is my new life, this is going to be our new home. How much do I cater to the old lifestyle that they're comfortable that they're more comfortable with? And okay. I can argue pros and cons on both sides. And right. and I really have thought a lot about it and talked quite extensively about it. And I think there are a lot of people out there that can relate. So I think it's a worthwhile conversation. We'll, we'll talk about that at another time. I, that was really wonderful. Okay. Thank you for sharing. I appreciate that. Thank you. You're welcome. And if you're listening and that does relate to you, reach out so yeah, that that's big time. We can that's, get airspace on this. That's big time. How about how about you? What's a conversation you'd like? Uh, to I'm very interested in, in like how divorce, how the Jewish community can be supportive towards divorce in general, right? So I'm curious to know about, and I, th I think you and I can do some real brainstorming on this when it comes to um, creating like Jewish divorce support groups um, and what those look like. Uh, I don't think it's very complicated, right? I put together a divorce support group for dads, um, you know, that's been going well. Um, uh, but I, I think the Jewish community is lacking in those. And I think it's also, you and I could put our heads together when it comes to creating rituals too, right? And what those look like for various points in the year. Um, and also taking um, particular spins on normalized um, Jewish rituals that we have for life transitions, right? Giving specific, like a roadmap through it in some way. And I think we should be publishing those or putting them out there. Um, you know, I, I think that would be a really cool thing to do. Um, we should, we should talk yeah. more about that. That's a great right. idea. Right. And we could bring people in to help brainstorm with us, those ideas and see how those go. Okay. I'm actually writing down a thought. We will uh -oh. talk more later. Um, uh -oh. people you want to interview. I don't know yet. I'm, I'm afraid of putting the cart before the horse. I mm -hmm. think that's a. I know that there are people I want to interview. I think I want to interview, I, I really want to interview, like I, I like the guests that we've been having. I love all of our guests that we've been having. I want to also interview like people who don't particularly have a focus in divorce other than that, like it's part of their life, right? Like friends of ours, if they're willing to do so or family members who are willing to do so, they want to speak about it and just hear those stories because I think those are, really informative too. And we get those from our guests some of the time. Um, some of our guests I think are married or aren't even dating at all. Um, uh, but uh, I, I would love to hear from just kind of like, you know, people who aren't focused on divorce in any type of professional way. But have experienced it personally? Yes. Interesting. Okay, that's a good idea. We had Chevy on. Also we did. On we did. She, yep, we mm. did. We did. And she was great. She was fantastic. She was funny. Yeah. How's she doing, by the way? Is she good? She's doing great. She's tell good. her I said, hey. I, hey. Hey. <laughs> I will tell her exactly. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What have you learned about yourself? All right. Deeper questions. What have you learned about yourself in the process of having this whole experiment of ours, this whole project? 
on a less deep level. Um, this is like I, level two or something like that. Level one. Of how many? <laughs> like what I've 30? learned about myself. Let's say there's three levels. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I talk very quickly. So it's been very helpful yeah. to hear myself and yeah. see how I speak. That, that I've gotten from here, listening to myself back. I've really worked on slowing down. And I'm really impressed and proud that we're at this point, that we've really committed to it and really made it work. Even when we stopped doing it weekly, we still committed to every other week. And even if some for some reason we can't do it, we still come back to it. And so proud of myself for that because I have a tendency to live more in the ideas, creative initial stage of projects. And then that really seeing it through all the way to the end or ongoing is, is hard. So I'm proud. What um, I guess on level two on a little bit of a deeper level is something that I've always struggled with because, I, because divorce is both personal and professional for me of how much to share. I have a lot of things that I want to talk about in my, about my experience, my experiences, but almost all of my experiences involve other people, my parents, my ex, my kids, and how much do I share? How much of it is my story? How much of it is their story? And it's not right of me to share, even if I have feelings around that. And we have kind of flirted around this with talking about our exes and, yeah. and how much we, we bring up on this podcast. And yeah. And I, I, I think I've, I've gotten more comfortable with, with being more open about certain things. And I've always kind of been mindful of what I share does get put out there and is out there for anyone to hear. And that isn't an easy place to, to stand between of, because my professional life and my personal life are so closely um, connected. So that, that has made me reflect a lot. And, learned some things about myself in that mm. how about you uh so certainly didn't think that i had the creativity for something like this um and and the commitment for it but that's also what i've enjoyed about it is the commitment to the create creative elements of it right it, it has become a fun hobby for me and um shown me that i have a voice <clears throat> in certain ways and that i can translate you know, other Jewish ideas through this avenue. Not that I couldn't before, but I just never thought about it. And I learned that about myself in the process. Uh, and that's been really wonderful for me to think creatively in that way and Jewishly creatively in that way. Uh, and so coming back to that, you know, uh, even if not on a regular weekly basis, which was great during the pandemic, right? Life started up again. And so we needed to be flexible, which is also something I learned about myself that like, really enjoying the process of all this. I wanted to be really committed to it. And that felt like something I needed to be really structured about uh, and very deliberate about. And maybe that was also part of the pandemic that like I needed, right, really to grasp onto it because there was everything else was so loose. Um, but in uh, also like not having control over it in that way taught me a good deal of flexibility with something that I've been really enjoying and that like wanted um to do more of and so it's been it th that's been a good learning process uh, of it in that way and like managing frustration around that and if like there's anger that comes with it right over that process too and dealing with that 
um, it has been a, a lovely experiment for me uh, in, in teaching me about myself. Um, so I, that's what's been really good about it that I, I would not have expected. I really wouldn't have expected it. Um, uh, and it's been good just kind of like in general, seeing that there are people who are responsive to it, that are people that enjoy our conversations. Um, I, I want them to participate in it. And so, yeah, that's, that's been good about it. Nice. All right. What have you learned about me? <laughs> um, this is a hard question. I, I, you know, there's the surface level things of getting to know you more. I learn more about you and your life. And then there's, it's a relationship. Yeah. So it's navigating any of the challenges that come along with relationships and yeah, so it's, it's learning how the other person, I mean, we don't have such an extensive relationship. Sure. It's not like right. we talk all, all, all week long and we haven't even met in person. We have not met in person. We haven't even met in person. Yeah. But what, what I have learned about you is that you are authentic in your message so it isn't that you get up here and say one thing and act one way and then off offline or off cat off mic you are very different in that approach and um that's that's important for me and then i've certainly experienced that with you i appreciate that i appreciate that uh i've learned that you are um very deliberate um, and, and very, you know, deliberate in the sense of you're trying to accomplish something and that you have a focus about you. Um, uh, you know, I think, I mean, look, just looking at your glasses, it looks like you're focused right now. Um, you know, but, you know, and also seeing your background and whatnot, what you've created, the space that you've created for yourself and your deliberateness about, um, you know, how you're carrying yourself as a therapist and as a coach um, and also a mom who is divorced um, and trying to live this intricate and complex Jewish life, right? You have to make deliberate choices. And so I, I see that about you. And I think that's a really wonderful thing that it, it shows that you're leading a purposeful life. I think that's really beautiful. Um, Thank you. You know, you're trying to make something out of this. You, you, I mean, what's clear is that whether it was through divorce or you just coming to this stage in your life, you see this space is open and you're trying to be creative about it. And I think from what I can tell, you are making really deliberate choices to create a life that you really want. Thank you. I don't know if I've ever gotten that as feedback. So it's really cool feedback, unique. You talk about dancing, right? And the people that you've met, right? And the lifestyle spiritually that you've tried to create for yourself. Those are all deliberate choices. Yeah. What a nice question that you yeah. asked that led to Thank nice you. answers. Well, they should, right? <laughs> what am I supposed to tell you that most of the time you don't floss? Yes. <laughs> That's what you should say. Obviously. Wow. Okay. Great questions. I know what to say. Thank you very much. Yeah. So 50. 50. Five zero. I and can't clearly, believe we made it. Clearly, we still have some other important things to talk about. I think so. There's a lot out there, friends. Don't fret. So here's to the first 50. And to the next 150, I maybe. raise my a water. Lot. I'll share that <laughs> raise with you. We're not supposed to toast to water. Isn't that a bad thing? Good job to Just us. Shot it all to hell.
there's a little song I I wrote, you wrote. It's I have this memory that I, I actually sang it on here once, but Mike, when, I want to sing it. I, that um when somebody in my family does something with my kids, we sing this little like at, on Friday nights we talk about things in our week and it ends with something that you're proud of. So this little chant that all right, what was it again? You did good it. job us do it again. <laughs> Do it at a party, make a lot of friends. <laughs> I did say it out here once, right? Good job, us. Do it. Uh, do it again. Do it at a party. Why make a lot of friends. Why haven't you published this on Instagram? This this very, very catchy song. Yeah, just the lyrics of it. Just <laughs> try this. You're right. I'm missing my ticket to fame, my good job song. Friends, if you want to celebrate our 50th anniversary with us, please do so. Reach out to us at the Jewish Divorce Project at gmail.com uh, and to our Instagram at the Jewish Divorce Project. You can send us direct messages there. Slide into our DMs, as they say, <laughs> on Instagram and Facebook at the Jewish Divorce Project. And share with us maybe what's been your favorite episode, what you've learned about yourself in the process of the Jewish Divorce Project, maybe what you learned about Sheva and I. I'm opening up a whole bag of worms with that can of worms. And conversations that you'd like us to have. Yeah, we definitely would love to hear. Absolutely, that conversations. Feedback. We would love to. We would love to hear your suggestions for that. Okay. Well, happy fiftieth. Happy fiftieth. This has been wonderful. <laughs> Gotta hit record this time. Mm -hmm.